The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. So what do you do in a world where an upstart company uh, that's been around, I don't know, uh, let's say 10 years. Maybe it's longer than that. Maybe it's a few years shorter than I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I don't know. Um, but an upstart company becomes more valuable than any other media company in the world, including Disney, which owns some of the most amazing uh, film properties ever created. They own amazing theme parks that are very, very profitable. Um, yet you have a company, Netflix, that is now worth more than any of those companies, any of the any of the uh, uh, networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, that are owned by whomever. Um, Netflix is now the most valuable media company in the world. You say what? What are their? What's their value? Um, the market cap today um, just went up to let's see, one hundred sixty-one billion dollars. That's an eighty-two percent increase in value um, this year. This year, wow. May twenty, we're not even six months into it. And I think um, it's funny. Just a couple of years ago, people were like, "Netflix will never, never survive." Well, I mean, you know, anytime you get uh, media, not necessarily media companies, but internet technology companies um, exploding like that, you start worrying about a bubble situation. And uh, you know, we've we've seen those crashes come and go. I don't know if you know, I don't know the 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 basics and, and the valuations behind this, but. The fact that Disney is only worth $152 billion and you've got uh, Netflix at $161 billion, I mean, that's a pretty striking thing. What does Netflix own? I mean, they do have some original programming, of course. They've been doing that the last few years. Yeah. But basically, they just buy the rights to play other people's stuff on a streaming service. It's pretty. So, it's pretty incredible. Pretty smart. <laughs> it mean, is pretty incredible. Yeah, I don't know why I felt like that was important to open the show up. You and I were talking about Netflix before we went on the air, and I just thought of that. I'm like, wow, this is something that's pretty cool. And we, we've, you know, we've seen things like that. We've seen companies like uh, even Facebook, you know, yeah. more valuable than. And, and, and I know this is probably not the right comparison to make anymore, but at one point it was. Then General Motors, or or, or more valuable than Citibank. And the or, scary thing is, it's all on paper too. Yeah, it's all, all value. It's it, it is unbelievable. It's unbelievable stuff. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is not finance talk tonight. I promise. It's just it's it shocks me and it surprises me. Well, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio, everybody. If you haven't yet, head over to Facebook.com/slash Beyond Reality Radio, like the Facebook page for us. Then head to beyondrealityradio.com where you can find all the stations we are on across the country. And that list is ever growing, getting bigger and bigger. Uh, So check it often. You can also download the free iPhone and Android app right there, which allows you to listen live, catch past shows, join the online chat more. Or you can listen right from the website, just clicking the pop-up button in the upper right-hand corner of the website and listen right online from, uh, from sitting, just sitting in front of your computer. You know, I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to drop this Netflix thing yet. I'm very sorry, but I just, I'm reading our chat room and, and they were talking about the days when Netflix was a company that used to mail you DVDs. Yes. That's how they started. It was a, just an, a, 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 a rent by mail uh, company. And they, they there was discovered another one, though, too, wasn't there? There was another company as well. Probably. And I know Blockbuster had a version of that. And then there's Redbox now where you can mm-hmm. go, whatever. But, but Netflix at one point recognized very early on the value of streaming. And I guess one of my concerns, and I we open the phone lines up right now in case somebody wants to weigh in on this. I'm seeing a lot of people say, I love Netflix. And I, I watch Netflix as well. But I love what, Netflix. But what do they do that someone else can't come in and just do, which is stream 
I mean, the internet is public. Anybody can use it to stream stuff if they want to. Um, you know, they do have original programming, which is actually some really good stuff there. Uh, and they but also just, have some weird uh, algorithm slash type of media playing system where it's able to take 4K video and play it on your TV or on your devices and not sit there and be buffering all the time as well. Yeah, right, right. Well, that helps too, because that is one of the annoying things about streaming is if you get into that situation. I just find it fascinating. And the same, you know, same thing with uh, with uh, a social media company. You know, Facebook is kind of the big dog in the, in the marketplace. I just wish there was a different one. But, I'm so tired of Facebook. But what's to prevent somebody else from coming along? I mean, we saw, what what, what was the, the big search engine before Google came along? There was um, yeah, Yahoo. There was Yahoo, and prior to there was Alta Vista, and there was yeah. there was another one I remember using, and Netscape was the dominant browser. I mean, things change really AOL. quickly. <laughs> yeah, AOL. Things change really quickly in technology. So when you see a, a company worth $161 billion, and you've got stock in that company, you have to worry about, you know, what's something going to come along tomorrow and just knock them out? I don't know. Well, I don't and know the crazy the thing is those companies now buy up any little company that might yeah. pose a threat at yeah. some point. So That's the strategy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so that's not what we're going to talk about tonight we're going to actually talk about your brain and the fact that most of us know that everybody has a right brain and a left brain and one of those sides is responsible for your creative per part of your personality the other part is responsible for your logical part of your personality uh, there's also some gender uh, uh, relationships between the right brain and the left brain but our guest tonight James Olson has written a book called how whole brain thinking can save the future and he talks about uh, harnessing the power of both parts of your brain, making them work in concert to achieve greater things. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And you can also check out his website at thewholebrainpath.com. So thewholebrainpath.com. Uh, it's going to be a great week of shows. So make sure you tune in. All right. So let's take a break and let's start talking about whole brain thinking. Right, you listen to Jason and JV on Beyond Reality Radio. We'll be back after this. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Beyond Reality Paranormal. I'm your host, JV Johnson. I'm going to ask that you support this program. The easiest way to do that, by the way, is if you're listening as a podcast, you just open up the description of the episode and you scroll down to the bottom. And at the bottom, there is a link that says support this podcast. If you click on that, you'll be taken to a page that gives you a couple of options for supporting the show. We greatly appreciate it. It helps us bring great programs to you every week, and we look forward to continuing to do that. And if you're enjoying the program on YouTube, there's another way you can support the show. Just go to the description. You'll see a link to a Patreon page. It's Joha, J-O-H-A-W. And if you go to the Patreon page, you'll be able to pledge an amount to help support the show as well. Once again, thanks for your support. Thank you for listening. Please share it with your friends. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tonight we're going to be talking about 
well, your brain and your personality and the right side of your brain and the left side of your brain, what do they each do? Why don't they work together? What would happen if they worked together? Our guest tonight is James Olson. He's an author of a book called How Whole Brain Thinking Can Save the Future. That's a pretty uh, ambitious claim, and we're going to find out exactly how it all works. James, welcome to the program. It's great to have you on Beyond Reality Radio. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for coming on. So before we get started uh, about the book specifically and the ideas in it, how did you get your start with uh, all of this kind of stuff? I mean, this isn't something that you wake up thinking every day, but apparently you did at one point and you decided to write a book about it. How did that start for you? Well, I had an aunt that wrote a book once and she that kind of inspired me to write a book. And I also found that I wasn't able, able to convey my ideas verbally, and so I felt that I needed to write them down in order to, to get them out. Partly it's because there were, there's a bit of complexity involved, and when you're standing around talking to somebody, uh, you don't have time to get uh, more complex ideas across. Some ideas it's just impossible to convey, so that that kind of started me in, in writing, and uh, I felt that I, I, I'd been really blessed. I, I grew up in a wonderful neighborhood. I had wonderful, loving parents. Um, I, I never once in my life do I ever remember my, my parents uh, arguing or getting angry with each other. And so I felt really blessed uh, to have been having put in this situation, and I felt I wanted to give something back, and so I started searching for something to do, and and um, at some point, um, I, I decided that, that I wanted to find the drugless high, that, that I like drugs, the effect, but I, you know, it's obviously that there's a lot of dangers associated with drugs, and they can, they can, and you can't do that forever, I mean, it, Every, nothing in in this life seems to work forever. Eventually, uh, you get tired of it, or it doesn't work. It, well, basically, it doesn't work for you. So I so I set out to to try to find the drugless high, and I started uh, exploring uh, my world. And um, I had I had been to I'd been fortunate enough to. Uh, go on a junior abroad program to Europe once, and that really opened my eyes uh, to the difference. I mean, you know, I grew up on a farm in northwest Oklahoma, um, you know, with these wonderful parents, and I was kind of insulated from the world. And suddenly I went to Vienna for uh, Austria for six months to study, and that was that was just a wonderful experience. I mean, I really enjoyed that, but it, more than that, it opened my eyes to the world. And so, you know, with kind of this background, I set out to study um, various things. I just kind of let myself be led, and I've since found out that that's kind of the right way of, right brain way of, of doing things, the right things the right brain attracts things to us or or we get the things we need as opposed to things we're seeking out from through the right brain so so i started 
uh, learning about. I, so I went. I went to a weekend workshop one weekend, um, in which a neuroscientist from the University of Texas mapped the brains of the participants, and he asked us a series of questions, and then um, he put us in a U shape, you know, a half circle. And he put the the left brain people on the left and the right brain people on the right, of course, and the, the, the more balanced people were in the center. And I'd always thought that I was probably uh, balanced. And I, in my re- research, I think a lot of people think that. But um, it turns out that I was third from the end on the left brain side. So I'm, I'm really, and there were about. I don't know. I think there's probably about 30 participants. So I was pretty left brain for this group. And that made me, and I was writing a book at the time, but this really changed the direction of my book. I wondered, I'd always heard that the most important thing we can learn is to learn about ourselves. And I thought, what could be more important? to learn about myself than, than how the brain filters the information upon which I make all of my decisions. And so, and I wondered how, how I was misunderstanding the right brain people, the other the people on the other side of this half circle and, and wondered what, what they were, how they were seeing the world. And so this, this is kind of the, the genesis of, of this book. I have to ask you, um, you said your parents didn't argue. You don't ever remember that. Are you sure they were human? Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> they were pretty angelic. They were just hardworking um, uh, country people. Of course, yes. Yeah, so we were uh, farmers. Yeah. Um, so uh, as you kind of journeyed down this path, and after we've got a, uh, just a couple minutes here before we have to go into break, and when we come back, I want to get into some of the definitions of some of the things you've already said, some of already, the terms you've already used here. But before we do that, as you were uh, going down this path, were you surprised at how, um, as you started to understand right brain versus left brain versus whole brain, at how uh, maybe the world started to change for you, your perspective on the world changed as you started to better understand the differences? Oh, absolutely. Uh, once you understand that the two sides of the brain are, are really complements and that they're, they're intended to work together, um, you, you lose your, your fear of the opposite side, whether, whether you're, you start out as a conservative or a liberal, you come to understand that, that both positions are, are invaluable and that, that there, that there is a way that they can work together. And you no longer demonize the other side because you understand that the other side, whatever that side is, plays an important role. It, it, it keeps us kind of on the center path. It's, it's kind of a opponent processor system in which uh, the right brain and the left brain uh, are each vying for supremacy in a, in a sense, but they, they're also seeking this unity, and one helps the other, and, and they, they work together at the same time that they're kind of at odds with each other. Okay, like so, so there's no reason to 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 be angry. There's just some people that are are born with a conservative brain. Their conservative brain is dominating their thinking, and some people are born with uh, with their right brain, their liberal brain, uh, 
um, dominating their thinking, and, and and it's nobody. There's no reason to be angry about that. That's yeah. A, yeah, that's an interesting concept. When we get back from the break, like I said, we're going to get into some of the definitions here of some of the terms and phrases that our guest James Olson has already used. Don't forget to stop by his website, thewholebrainpath.com. We're talking about his book called How Whole Brain Thinking Can Save the Future. And make sure you head over to facebook.com slash beyondrealityradio and like the Facebook page for us. Then head to beyondrealityradio.com where you can find all the stations we are on across the country. We're always constantly adding new stations. We just recently added five more. So check it out. Um, also grab the free iPhone or Android app right there that allows you to listen live, catch past shows, join the online chat and more. Or listen right from the website, just clicking the pop-up button in the upper right-hand corner and listen right there from your computer. We're going to take a quick break. More to come. You'll listen to Jason and JV, Beyond Reality Radio. We'll be back after this. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Beyond Reality Paranormal. I'm your host, JV Johnson. I'm going to ask that you support this program. The easiest way to do that, by the way, is if you're listening as a podcast, you just open up the description of the episode and you scroll down to the bottom. And at the bottom, there is a link that says support this podcast. If you click on that, you'll be taken to a page that gives you a couple of options for supporting the show. We greatly appreciate it. It helps us bring great programs to you every week, and we look forward to continuing to do that. And if you're enjoying the program on YouTube, there's another way you can support the show. Just go to the description. You'll see a link to a Patreon page. It's Joha, J-O-H-A-W. And if you go to the Patreon page, you'll be able to pledge an amount to help support the show as well. Once again, thanks for your support. Thank you for listening. Please share it with your friends. You know, when you listen to this program, you hear many interesting guests who discuss many interesting topics. Most of those guests have books, movies, or other work that support their ideas. And we've made it very easy for you to find that work. Just go to Amazon.com slash shop slash JVJ Taps. Not only will you find the books and other work of our guests, but you'll help support this program at the same time. Again, it's Amazon.com slash shop slash JVJTaps. You'll also see links in the description of this episode that you can click on. We can only scratch the surface of many of these topics, and the real knowledge is what you'll find in the pages or frames of our guests' efforts. So click the link and browse, and hey, thanks for listening. Our guest tonight is James Olson. He's an author of a book that's called Whole Brain Thinking Can Save the Future. Check out his website, thewholebrainpath.com. And James, before uh, the break, we talked about coming back and getting some of these definitions out of the way so we all are understanding what we're talking about. So let's start with whole brain thinking by itself. What do you mean when you talk about whole brain thinking? Well, for, mo- for most of us, one side of the brain dominates. That's, that's why you, you hear talk about left brain dominance or, or left brain people and right brain people. That's because one side of the brain totally dominates the other. Um, that's not to say that we don't have access to the other side or that it doesn't work or anything, but it's just set up so that it kind of makes us special, specialists and it, it reflects the way the universe is designed kind of into the wholeness. Uh, the, big, the right brain sees the big picture, and the left brain sees the details. And it's always, it always, there's always this relationship. One kind of looks out, outward and one looks inward. And, and so um, we, we just, the, 
the way we think reflects the the way the the universe is designed in, in to a certain uh, respect. Since the the brain is there to help us understand our our reality, our our, our universe, and and when I in my interest is mostly in consciousness. We I talk about the brain because the, the brain is where feeds consciousness. And so Roger Sperry won a uh, Nobel Prize in nineteen in was probably is eighty one uh, for finding out that the two sides of the brain are independently conscious, and uh, they they created. They're, they're so different, in fact, that, that they create a, a division between us. So how how is one able to tell if they're right or left brain dominant? Well, you, you need to uh, know what 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 the characteristics are, which is is what my book is for to try to explain. It's it's not really simple, not terribly simple, but I but I can I can give you a little bit of a guide here. That most men in the stereotypical male is left brain, and the stereotypical female is right brain. Now, not all men are are left brain, and not all women are right brain, and there are there are mixtures. But there is, but there is this dominance, uh, which gets back to the the original question. There's this dominance in one side. Uh, tends to take over the other, like like a, think of think of an aggressive male, a real angry, strong male, in 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 a family, and, and there's this this loving wife, but the male is physically powerful and he has the money, and so he dominates her, and and he can either be benevolent, and they can have a wonderful loving relationship. In 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 that dominance, or if the dominance is you know if you don't understand yourself, you don't understand the world, and you're angry, that dominance can just drive everything. And so there's to a certain degree, well, most of us have this. Now most of us are left brain dominant or right brain dominant, but there are those that are a hybrid of the two, and there is another group of people that use both sides of the brain as a team. And I, I think maybe most of us think that that's what we have, but that's not what we have. It's, it's a, a, only a minority has that uh, that type of dominance, and this is set up by genetics. And there's four, three types of genetics that produce these four brain types, the left brain, right brain, the hybrid brain, and the uh, team Brain. So I, I have to ask you, just so I understand anything, you may have just answered the question, but I was going to ask, are we born, born predisposed to one of those two sides being dominant, or is it something that we're, we learn over time? And if we... Yeah, it's, it's, there, well, there's, it's both. Uh, primarily, we have, we're, we're genetically predisposed to either left brain, right brain, Dominance or one of the other two, the combinations, uh, and at the same time, we're living in this culture, and you could be, uh, as many people are, uh, a right brain dominant person, but you're living in a strongly left brain dominant culture that is uh, dominated by males who impose their ways of seeing and, and doing things 
on culture, so that also programs you. So, so you have, you have your brain is telling you one thing, and the brains of the culture, the the collective brain that comes through in culture, is telling you maybe telling you something else, and that kind of puts you in an awkward position. You have to decide what you want to do, or or you somehow integrate the two. That makes sense. Yeah, it does, and I, I want to get back to this. Um, if if we are genetically uh, influenced as to which side of our brain will be dominant, dominant, does that mean there's already a skeletal structure to our personalities based on that uh, genetic predisposition? Predisposition. Well, I think that's a reasonable conclusion. I've never said it quite that way, but but yeah, I, I would say yes. Interesting. And then this this is it's genetic dominance. There's a. Uh, genetic dominance is a very common uh, thing, and I can explain it, I think, very simply. Uh, if you're uh, breeding flowers and you have a red flower, red parent and a, you have a red and a white parent and you breed those two, there are three outcomes, four outcomes. And it's the same with the brain. So with the flowers, you have either a red, the, the offspring are red, or the offspring are white. Or the offspring are pink, which is a hybrid. That's a combination of the red and the white. Or the offspring uh, may have red and white petals, or a red center and white petals. Interesting. So that's, that's dominance. That that affects that works throughout biology, and it's just a very simple mechanism that that takes a uh, dualistic world like this, where everything is, where there are these two options, and it kind of expands that gives 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 you more than two options from the two interesting so if um we have right brain we've got left brain are are do we have uh a, a, an agreed understanding amongst scientists those that study this yourself that there are certain characteristics that exist if you're left brained versus other characteristics that exist if you're right brained are those things established and and somewhat um static well, yes and no. I would I would say yes because there's been a tremendous amount of, of research done over the years. Uh, the, the the no comes from the fact that that a preponderance of scientists probably think this is not the case. Uh, this is this is a very interesting story. This, this subject was very popular back in the the eighties. The and in nineties and that's the time when when there was a Nobel Prize given for this discovery about the left brain and the right brain and people were very interested in this. But science is a very slow process and and they and the brain is very complex. So between the two things, uh scientists were not able to give the public enough information uh to to make good decisions, that there, there was no agreement back then. Uh, even though there's always disagreement, but but it was, there was a lot of disagreement back then. So scientists eventually gave up on this subject, and the, the public went on to other other interests. And I tried to re. And I actually, when I started out doing this, uh, I didn't know that they had this this kind of they had discredited this this subject, so I started working. But 
to to understand it. I mean, it, it's not a, it's not a very attractive subject because a lot of scientists don't want to don't want to hear what I have to say. But the truth is, there's been a lot of research, and there's a very reason in quite a bit of research, and enough if you look in the right places that it all make it all comes together like like a jigsaw puzzle and and if you put the right pieces together you see that it forms this this very uh integrated harmonious uh division of the of the left and the right and they complement one another and and you can kind of tell that 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 this is what's true in the same way that when you're working with a, a jigsaw puzzle. If you get all of the, the cross words, if you have every one of those, it automatically fills in some of the the, uh, the vertical words, and it also gives you... Ooh. Yep. Did we, <laughs> did we, sud- we lost them. Did we suddenly lose? And this isn't, we're not even talking about UFOs in the government, so I don't, no, I don't understand that. All right, let's do this. Let's take a break. Uh, we will try to get James back on the line. Not sure what happened there, but we've got a lot more to talk about. As James continues to talk about right brain, left brain, he'll talk about sexuality. He'll talk about gender. He will talk about um, artistic abilities. There's a whole bunch of things that this right brain versus left brain uh, discussion touches on. And then we get into the whole brain thinking, which could change everything. And you listen to Jason JV, Beyond Reality Radio. We'll be back after this. You know, when you listen to this program, you hear many interesting guests who discuss many interesting topics. Most of those guests have books, movies, or other work that support their ideas. And we've made it very easy for you to find that work. Just go to Amazon.com slash shop slash JVJ Taps. Not only will you find the books and other work of our guests, but you'll help support this program at the same time. Again, it's Amazon.com slash shop slash JVJ Taps. You'll also see links in the description of this episode that you can click on. We can only scratch the surface of many of these topics, and the real knowledge is what you'll find in the pages or frames of our guests' efforts. So click the link and browse, and hey, thanks for listening. Beautiful weather here in Cooperstown. Two days in a row where we actually had beautiful weather. That doesn't happen very often. No, I mean, we. it was beautiful here today, and tomorrow's 85, and then Saturday is 90, so... Yeah, I, be warm. I feel like one of the boys of summer right now. Welcome back to the program. It's Beyond Reality Radio with Jason and JV. Our guest is James Olson. Apparently, we didn't lose him, but there was a little bit of an interruption there. So sorry about that, James, but thanks for hanging on through that. Um, we only have a couple minutes here before... Yeah, I, we only have a couple minutes here before we have to go into our top of the hour break. But I want to I want to get back to this right brain, left brain, and the idea that um, some of these traits and personality uh, characteristics are pretty well fixed. And when somebody talks about you know uh, one side of your brain is the logical side, another side of the brain is the artistic side. Are those just uh, urban legends? Or are those actual characteristics that one side versus the other side of our brain uh, carry? Well, like like anything, there's some truth to it. But those um, those are some of the the characteristics that that cause scientists to pull out their hair and, and give up study of the of it because both sides of the brain are are, are creative. Although the right side is is more creative 
it may may be quite a bit more creative but the the left side contributes uh to that creation so that's why that upsets scientists when 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 we use that that example for that that particular characteristic for example um yeah, and, that answer your question. Yeah, it does. And I also want to get back to something that you said earlier that, um, you know, we, uh, whether we're right brained or left brained, kind of determines, and this, I don't want to get into politics here per se, but it's an interesting conversation. It, it, it kind of determines whether you're conservative or liberal or one side of the political spectrum or the other. I was always under the impression, and and uh, I'm not going to tell you what my personal political beliefs are, but I will tell you that my kids share them. Because I assumed I taught them to to believe in those things. Is that not the case? Are these are we predetermined by our the, which side of the brain is dominant? Well, you you can certainly be taught ideas. Again, it kind of it, it's it's there's a mixture of both. There's a mixture of culture and a mixture of the brain. And culture can actually be so strong as to the, the culture can dominate uh, your 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 innate natural beliefs and and that that may happen but but there's just no telling you know for example in your family uh, and then and then also there's a, a variable nature to this when we talk about uh, one side of the brain being more conservative uh, there's there's an extreme conservative and then there's a there's a, cons- a slight conservative so if you're only if you're slightly conservative and you live in a in a liberal family, you're you're more easily uh, channeled into uh, liberal ways of thinking than you are. For example, if if you're very strongly, if you have a very s- strong sense, uh, innate uh, brain-driven sense of of being conservative. Well, yeah, and I guess if you grow. Well, if you grow up in a household where some the fam, most of the family has a belief system of one way, you tend to sway that way. So, and it might so it makes it really tough to decipher if it's because you're left or right brain, or if it's just that you're following in your family's family's belief systems. That's true. It, it does make it difficult, and that's that's why if this is oh, this is not more obvious because it is so complex all right so, so many forces yeah and and we're just we're just scratching right. we're scratching the surface here james because when we come back from our top of the hour break we're going to start talking about how um your book how whole brain thinking can save the future uh explores and discusses the idea that if we can learn how to harness the power of both our right brain and our left brain instead of allowing one to be dominant um we can actually achieve some pretty great things i'm, I'm assuming that's the premise and that's what we're going to be talking about after the top of the hour right yeah. Okay, perfect. So again, our guest is James Olson. He's the author of How Whole Brain Thinking Can Save the Future. His website is thewholebrainpath.com. You're going to want to call in with your questions during the next hour at 844-687-7669. We will be taking those questions. Uh, before we head to break, though, I just want a couple of reminders. If you go to the Beyond Reality Radio website, you will see the Beyond Reality Radio official coffee mug. This is it, the finest coffee drinking vessel you will find on the planet. It doesn't. Like, re- well, go ahead. I was going to say it doesn't require. It doesn't matter if you're right-brained or left-brained. This 
particular coffee mug will make your coffee delicious. Yeah, and like we say all the time, make sure you grab our mugs. So, <laughs> <That's right>. anyways. <laughs> and, and and also, if you want to stop by Scaricon.com, you'll check out that event. There's a lot of stuff happening at Scaricon uh, this year, June 16th and 17th, Framingham, Massachusetts. If you're anywhere near the Boston area, you're going to want to check that out. Hey, if you download the show from iTunes or anywhere, just do us a favor and rate it for us because it helps push it forward and makes it easier for people to find, and that's what it's all about. But we're going to take a quick break. Uh, the phone number, again, is 844-687-7669, toll-free at 844-687-7669. You're listening to Jason and JV on Beyond Reality Radio. We'll be back after this. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Beyond Reality Paranormal. I'm your host, JV Johnson. I'm going to ask that you support this program. The easiest way to do that, by the way, is if you're listening as a podcast, you just open up the description of the episode and you scroll down to the bottom. And at the bottom, there is a link that says support this podcast. If you click on that, you'll be taken to a page that gives you a couple of options for supporting the show. We greatly appreciate it. It helps us bring great programs to you every week, and we look forward to continuing to do that. And if you're enjoying the program on YouTube, there's another way you can support the show. Just go to the description. You'll see a link to a Patreon page. It's Joha, J-O-H-A-W. And if you go to the Patreon page, you'll be able to pledge an amount to help support the show as well. Once again, thanks for your support. Thank you for listening. Please share it with your friends. So we're going to continue our conversation in just a few moments about uh, right brain versus left brain versus whole brain, how it affects us and how we can be better if we learn to not let it affect us so much and take control of it, because that's the whole concept here. But here's something that's going to uh, make you scratch your brain, make you scratch your head anyway. I don't know if you can get to your brain. Some people can. No, I mean, you scratch hard enough. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> you work at it. Some people just have to stand up and they can scratch their brain. But um a, a creature was shot at a ranch in um, Montana. And at this point, it's only been a few days, but scientists are having trouble figuring out exactly what this creature is. At first, they thought it was a wolf, but it's not a wolf. Its ears were too large. Its legs and its body were too short. And the fur was uncharacteristic of a wolf. So then some people thought maybe this was a bear cub that was emaciated and um, just ill or something, and, and therefore looking strange. But those who are familiar with that type of creature are saying, no, that's not what this thing is. Um, they don't know what it is until they get DNA back. Some people think it might be a dire wolf, really? which okay. opens up a whole new discussion. Yeah. Um, but in, the information manager for the Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks uh, Department says it was near a rancher's place. It was shot. And the game wardens went to investigate it, and they couldn't identify it, but they did have the whole animal, and they sent it to the lab in Bozeman, Montana, and they're waiting for DNA results to figure out exactly what this creature is. Well, we are in Bozeman, Montana. Yes, we so, do. you know, hopefully somebody there can give us a call and let us know what's going on. That would be pretty cool, actually. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, you know, I, there are pictures, and maybe Slick can put some up on our Facebook page to, uh, to show people, but it looks kind of like a wolf but it doesn't look like a wolf so i i'm not, I'm not sure I'm not well sure. and you get some weird things i mean for uh last year uh, people were freaked out around my area because this animal was running all around and it looked all crazy well it was a fox with mange yeah see that's the thing when they get mange they look exactly yeah. and it was just it, it was weird looking animal but uh it'd be interesting to find out what what that is yeah and we will keep an eye on it 
uh, that story, and if we can get any answers for you, we will. So anyway, tonight our guest is James Olson. We'll bring him in in just a moment. I want to remind you that tomorrow night is a best of program. Monday night, because it is Memorial Day, will be another best of program. Tuesday, we have Kayla Ambrose joining us. Topic is to be determined, so we'll let you know uh, as we get closer for that. And then Wednesday, Lori McDonald, who is a clinical hypnotherapist and an abduction researcher, will be talking about those two topics, hypnosis and abduction. It's going to be great shows all next week, so make sure you tune in and uh, check them out. So James Olson is our guest tonight. He's an author. His book is called How Whole Brain Thinking Can Save the Future. The website is thewholebrainpath.com. Again, James, thanks for being with us. We will be taking phone calls at 844-687-7669 if you want to weigh in on this discussion. So, James, let's start talking about the possibilities of being able to kind of overcome what are genetic predispositions and maybe environmental and learned predispositions that force us or have conditioned us maybe to be uh, relying on whether it's right or left brain, um, relying on one side versus the other of our brain, therefore not really utilizing and not understanding um, how the use of our entire brain can actually benefit us. Well, there there are two systems um the, the system that the, the left brain uses, it's, I, I, I talk about the brain a lot in terms of its operating systems. There, there are different ways to look at the brain, but I, I look at the operating systems or management systems that, that manage the various processes, the various things that the brain does. And so by studying these systems, I see that there's a really a dualistic system and a holistic system, and in order to have whole brain thinking, we need to bring we need to understand what these two systems are and use them in our in our well we we just need we need to understand the tools we're working with we need to understand the system that is feeding this information, and once we understand this system. It makes then we have the choice of which side of the brain to use or not. It's it's we have this control over the brain through the mind uh, by the by the choices we make. Uh, in this case, by which side of the brain we we tend to listen to. So, for example, if you're if you're a left brain guy, typical guy, and you want to be more whole brain thinking. What you need to do is to understand the system of the right brain, the holistic system. Uh, understand that it shows you the big picture. Understand that it gathers information by by drawing information to it instead of going out aggressively the way males typically do, and or and women can do the same thing too. If they're working from their right brain, we we can reach out for the information we think we need. Otherwise, we can just sit there and listen to what our our gentle, quiet right brain is trying to tell us. And so this is kind of a process of getting to know how how the brain feeds us information. And once you understand this system and understand the two components, what the two, the strengths and weaknesses of each side of the brain are, then it's a simple process when you have a, a difficult issue to, to 
uh, deal with, for example, you you and and you're le- and you know you're left brain dominant, then you make a conscious effort to bring right brain ways of seeing things and right brain ways of doing things into your your attempt to solve the problem or to to understand it. Now, in in your book, you go into detail talking about well the differences between the left and the right brain and how the left the left brain bias is the root of a lot of the problems in society. Everything from centuries of war, violence, uh, you know, th- racism, and, and things like that. So the right the right side of the brain is sort of the the peaceful, the the more connected part of the brain. Yes, that's correct. It it uh, it focuses on living things, whereas the the left brain focuses on non-living things. And this is just typical of the way the, the, what the brain is doing is dividing up uh, the, the world into specialties. So one side looks uh, at, at the bigger aspects of, of, of what we're looking at, uh, which is the big picture, for example. The other side looks at the small. One looks at the elements. That's the, the left brain looks at the elements. The right brain looks at a relationship of elements, looks at all of the elements together um, and the the left side uh, is is our selfish side it it takes care of us that's its job it it needs to be selfish there's nothing wrong necessarily with being selfish what is a problem is when you you go to excess it's always there's always this problem with the excess if you're extremely selfish and you just don't care about anything or anyone else and then of course of course that's a problem um, but it you need to be a little selfish otherwise uh, you're just the, the your environment is going to run your life it's going to pull you in whatever ways that the people around you are, are wanting so so there's there's always this yin and yang. They actually are yin and yang to to each other, the two sides. Uh, one side takes care of security. The other side uh, doesn't see a need for security. It, it it sees a world of peace, for example. And but you you can't live in your right brain. You can't believe that that there aren't dangers out there. So you have to use your left brain. Uh, so we all use both sides of the brain, but one side, again, will, will tend to dominate. James, unless culture is, has, unless we've been educated uh, otherwise, it's it's kind of a default. But you can override the default. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, James. Um, at the risk of of touching upon a third rail here of talk, um, how does this affect sexuality? Because I know you address that. Well, I use sexuality to, as, as primarily as an example of, of how the, the, a really good example of the effect of right brain dominance, left brain dominance, hybrid, uh, hybrid system, hybrid operating system, or a team operating system. So, for example, if the left side is in control. The left side is our masculine side. Whether you're a woman or a man, you have a masculine side and a feminine side, and so one tends to dominate. So if you're a left brain dominant, uh, typical male, then then you have this masculine 
operating system. If you're the stereotypical female, the, the like most females, the the right brain feeds you the information, so it gives you a different perspective on the world, and uh, so that that's so that. And, and it has its character, the characteristics of the the right, the op, of the operating system of the right hemisphere, are tend to be characteristics that we associate with females. And again, the, the left side has characteristics that we tend to associate with males. And then there's these other two combination systems, and that's where gender fluidity comes from. Uh, when you have one of the the combination systems. Uh, for example, a hybrid system. It, you have a combination of masculine and, and feminine operating systems, so you have a combination of masculine and feminine gender, and that can be very variable. It might be strongly feminine and, and, and moderately masculine, or it, or it could be vice versa. You know, this broad spectrum of sexuality that can take place, and if you... Uh, have the team system, then your right brain, the the feminine side is attracted to male bodies, and your uh, masculine side is attracted to, to feminine bodies. So that makes your you bisexual. So that's you know that's kind of four broad characteristics: right. Right. the masculine, feminine, bisexual, which is both. And then the hybrid, which is which is a, a single system that's an integration of both, uh, like like pink is to to red and white. You know, I've, the main thing I've realized through this whole conversation is if women run ran the world, it would be a peaceful place. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to get into that for sure when <laughs> we come back from the break. All right. So the phone number is eight four four six eight seven seven six six nine, and give us a shout if you got any questions on the subject tonight. You're listening to Jason and JV on Beyond Reality Radio. We'll be back after that. Hey, everybody! Thanks for listening to Beyond Reality Paranormal. I'm your host, JV Johnson. I'm going to ask that you support this program. The easiest way to do that, by the way, is if you're listening as a podcast, you just open up the description of the episode and you scroll down to the bottom. And at the bottom, there is a link that says support this podcast. If you click on that, you'll be taken to a page that gives you a couple of options for supporting the show. We greatly appreciate it. It helps us bring great programs to you every week, and we look forward to continuing to do that. And if you're enjoying the program on YouTube, there's another way you can support the show. Just go to the description. You'll see a link to a Patreon page. It's Joha, J-O-H-A-W. And if you go to the Patreon page, you'll be able to pledge an amount to help support the show as well. Once again, thanks for your support. Thank you for listening. Please share it with your friends. Guest tonight is James Olson. He's the author of a book called How Whole Brain Thinking Can Save the Future. We've only got a couple minutes here. We've got to jump back into break, but I think we have enough time to at least squeeze in one phone call. Let's go to Ed. He's calling in from Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Hey, Ed, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. Thank you so much for taking my call. Your great show as usual. Oh, thank uh, you. I wonder what your guest would feel, uh, what thinks about, I think, five of the last seven presidents, if I'm not mistaken, either four of the last six or five of the last seven presidents have been left-handed, including Obama. I think one of the Bushes, uh, even Ross Perot, when, when Obama, when I'm sorry, when Bush was running against Clinton, who was left-handed, Perot was left-handed, and Bush, uh, 40, 41, was left-handed. And what, 
uh, and of the sitting presidents, many of many of them have been left-handed. Most recently, oh, and, and a quick comment: I'm, I'm left-handed, I'm right-brained, and I do. I am not attracted to male body. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's a great point, Ed. And I think uh, you know, if regardless of whether it's last four of the last six or five of the last, whatever the number is, there's certainly a disproportionate number of left-handed individuals that have occupied the White House or other things that would be you know whether they're scientists or whatever what what is with that james is there is there something to that well first of all there there are two two type two ways the dominance works one is for information input and one is for information output and i don't normally get into this it sounds a little complex but the output is revealed by handedness and there, there's been one of the reasons that um, left and right brain studies have been partially discredited is because there are so many people that are right-handed, including women. And if you're right-handed, that suggests uh, that you are left-brain dominant. And we know that most women aren't left-brain dominant. Or are they? That's the question. And one of the factors has been confusing this is handedness. But handedness reflects the dominance of the of the brain as it outputs information. And the input and the output are separate, uh, are separate subject to separate dominance. So you can be right brain for input and left brain for output and so that confuses it all the more and so I, I apologize if that sounds too confusing but but that needs to be cleared up because um, there is this confusion about women being uh, right-handed and uh, so but getting back to the presidents uh, that's very fascinating uh, and and I didn't know that but that again, that reflects their their output dominance and not their input. So, so the presidents they might all the males might have been left brain dominant uh, for for the input, which is the way they see. That's their perspective. That's the way they see reality. But when they go when they go to do things, they they take that input that left brain input and they turn it into a right brain act so so we have all of these these presidents that are, are uh, left-handed that suggests that they're uh, feminine yeah. for 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 output gotcha so okay. that that's other than that I can't really comment on on what you know that's just uh, that's just very interesting that, that it worked out that way. Tonight we're talking with James Olson about his book. It's called How Whole Brain Thinking Can Save the Future. The website is thewholebrainpath.com. And James, we're going to take another call here in just a moment. But before we do that, this might be a tough question to answer, but help paint the picture for us as to what the world would look like if we could all grasp this concept and and lose the divisions between right and left brain and use our whole brain and achieve that whole brain thinking? Well, we, we would lose most of the, or many of the divisions that separate us because we, you know, conservatives see liberals as the enemy and uh, 
vice versa. And so we don't trust each other. We don't work with each other. You can see it in our in our government, which is becoming increasingly polarized uh, because our the electorate is becoming increasingly polarized, and uh, it it's reflected in our government in the inability to work together. Meanwhile, uh, in in China, which is more united. Uh, both in terms of, of respect for right and left brain ways of doing things and because they live in sort of a dictatorial society, which also is a unifying yeah. factor. Well, I was going to say you get, killed, you get killed if you dissent in China in a lot of cases, too. So that might have a little bit to do with it, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So anyway, anyway, it's, it's, it's obviously better to use both sides of the brain, to use, to use the strengths uh the full the full spectrum of the attributes that the brain is is uh, trying to to make available to us so um it would be a more peaceful world i i, I haven't spoken about peace but when you uh under, when you when you don't see the other person as the enemy uh it's a more peaceful feeling uh, in 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 your own interior, and then there's there's also this can be this internal division where the the left brain's telling you one thing and the right brain's telling you another, and it's frustrating and you don't know what to do. And if you are able to integrate the two sides together, uh, you get the two sides working together instead of competing or or in contrast, or giving you opposing views. So it's a much more peaceful feeling to to have whole brain thinking, both within yourself and within any cultures that that are more whole brain in their thinking. All right, let's go to our phone lines. We've got John calling in from Florida. Hey, John, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me again. Um, I was wondering with. ADD, ADHD, OCD, and all those mental so-called disorders, is that mostly a left brain, right brain type of thing going on? That's a great question, uh, John. Uh, Is there any right brain or left brain component to any of those disorders, James? Uh, Yes, there are, and and that's not my specialty, and and I'm I'm not the best person to ask on this, but but uh, that is true, and, and most of them, uh, from what I what I know, and, and I'm kind of getting out of my area here, but but I think they're they're more left tend to be left brain disorders, uh, principally because uh, the the left brain wants to be in control, and and uh, if there is some sort of disorder. And the left brain is is uh, is lacking the context because when you when you think about these issues that you brought up, uh, one of the fundamental problems here is an inability to relate to the context of the family, of the of law enforcement, of, of all aspects of life, and so that. That does tend to be a, a, I would say the left brain is primarily uh, responsible for most of the problems in that respect.
Thanks. Well, that could always uh, explain why more boys uh, are diagnosed with ADHD than females as well, correct? Yes, yes, it would. John, thanks for the call. It was a great question. Um, back to this discussion about uh, peace and not viewing your, to lack of a better word, adversary as an enemy if we are all whole brain thinking. I mean, by the very nature of all of us, if we could achieve this and think using whole brain techniques, uh, that doesn't necessarily resolve differences. And it doesn't necessarily, you know, in case of in, in, the, in the idea of wars, it doesn't change the fact that there are more resources on this side of the, uh, the fence versus our side of the fence. And I want those resources. I mean, those things don't go away. So what does it actually do? Does it make us more uh, agreeable to solve problems together or... Uh, I'm not sure how it accomplishes the peace component here. Yeah, yes, it, it is. It does make us more agreeable uh, with, with each other. It, it, it gives more uh, opportunities uh, and more options to us, uh, and we we and we can start see the, the the way we are now. We we tend to assume that the other side uh, just doesn't get it. They just don't understand whichever side you're on. The other side uh, are the problem, and the problem is that they don't understand how things are. And so once you get rid of that attitude and you understand that there might be something in the other person, that the other person is seeing that you don't, uh, then then you can you can start trying to find out what that is. And also when you get too polarized and you 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 try to reach over to the other side, uh the the, the extremists in your in your uh camp see you as an enemy. They think you're 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 dealing with the enemy and so you must be a threat. You're a threat. You 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 might be then seen as an enemy if if they're even though you're actually on on the same side as the of the person who sees you as an enemy so it solves a lot of problems when you understand that the the two sides can complement one one another that they can find ways to work together then you know to look for an answer if you, if you think that there is no opportunity to solve a problem that then then you don't really try. Well, but so, why? But but it why, makes peace more difficult to, to achieve. But why? And I I totally understand with what you're saying. You know, one side sees the other as pretty much uh, well an enemy and 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 so forth. Uh, but and why does it seem so much more amplified over the last you know, ten fifteen years? Where. 10, 15 years ago, different people with different views and beliefs, left, right, it, it's like they could communicate and still understand each other. That each person has different views, but now it's just, it seems pure hatred if you have, if you're different than somebody else in, in your thought system. I see this as, as part of the natural outworking of, of things where if something goes, like the it's a 
like a pendulum. It swings one way and then it swings another. And our, our culture has always done this, uh, swung from uh, conservatives to liberals and back and forth. No, no one ever solves the problem so well. We always, uh, when, when the conservatives can't solve the problems, we turn liberal, and, when, and then the liberals don't solve the problems, and we turn back conservatives, and it kind of goes back and forth. And, and people are getting fed up with that, and they're getting angry, and they're seeing it doesn't work, and they're getting frustrated, and they're getting scared, and the fear just exacerbates this. And and also, I think that uh, there is this there is this trend, long term, you know, centuries old trend uh, towards. Uh, uh, being being more polar, we get the more polarized we get, the more in your face the differences become, and it, it it's society, it's it's the the spiritual world's way of of waking us up to the extreme extremities and to the dangers of the extremities, and to see how different left brain ways of doing things are from right brain ways of doing things. Uh, it's it's just really putting it in our face, and until we learn this, uh, we'll keep going down this path. At some point, it will get so bad, and it will reverse, and I don't know that we're there yet. I don't know where we are. I hope we're getting close to the point where the polarization reverses, but it, it may well get worse. James, this is probably might, will get worse. This might be a tough question to answer, but I think it's particularly insightful and particularly from our audience. But we had a caller who didn't want to go on the air that wanted to know if being right-brained or left-brained made any difference and did it affect the types of dreams or maybe sensitivities that you have. And in our turn, in our discussion, sensitivities would be like psychic sensitivities or mediumship or uh, ESP. You know, one of these other uh, sixth sense type sensitivities does being right or left brain have any effect on any of that that you're aware of well yes yes the right brain is is the the brain that sees unity that shows us unity and and uh it's the the connected it's the side that's connected to the to the spirit world and the, the left side is is the is our the side that takes care of us on on earth and is and is selfish. So the the right side is a side that that cares about the collective good and and the rights of others. And uh, it's the side it's energized by love, whereas the left side is energized by fear, which which is a protective mechanism. So yes, the the uh, these these the spiritual movement is. Is basically a right brain movement in in most of the these these uh, aspects that the the caller talked about. These are right brain come come from the right, come through the right brain. The, the right brain information feeds into consciousness, and and uh, and and we we are guided by that. Now, James, you wrote another book called The Whole Brain Path to Peace, The Role of Left and Right Brain Dominance in the Polarization and Reunification of America. Uh, you wrote that a few years ago. Do you recommend, if somebody's interested in pursuing either of these books, that they start with one or the other, or can they start either way? No, they need to. They, they can ignore the first book and, and just start it, just read the, the new one. 
it has everything. All, I took all the all the good stuff out of there, and there's there's new information in the uh, in the new book, How Whole Brain Think, Thinking Can Save the Future. So just read that one. And then um, when you uh, recommend that people read that particular book, and, and we've been talking about it all night, what do you hope a reader will walk away from? When they close the book after reading the last page, what do you hope they've uh, they've accomplished other than finishing it? Well, I hope they achieve a sense of peace. I hope they understand that there are two systems of consciousness, two systems uh, feeding uh, feeding through the brain into consciousness. And so, essentially, there are two ideas coming into our head, but one may be dominant. Uh, nevertheless, they can always gain access to the non-dominant side by simply asking it by by asking the right questions by knowing that there is this this other way of seeing and doing things and and trying to do their best to to bring uh the opposing views into their their ways of thinking and and, and that should bring them a lot of peace with others and within themselves your, uh, we've given out the website a few times. Um, is there any other place that you would send people if they wanted to find a copy of the book? Well, I don't recommend. I don't have any particular recommendations. Uh, uh, support your well, support your local bookseller. But otherwise, since most people order it, just uh, whatever you want to do. Uh, if you order it through my website, it goes to Amazon. Um, and I. So, uh, so it's available I local. One local. comment on I'm, I have a brand new website, and mm-hmm. uh, it's all done except for on the phone. Uh, there's at the very top on the right. There's the three little lines, and you can access. That's the only place to access uh, my interviews and questions and answers uh, that might be helpful. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming and hanging out with us, and uh, we look forward to at some point talking to you again, having you back on the show. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure, and, and, I, and I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, thank you, James. Have a great night now. Again, the website is thewholebrainpath.com, and the name of the book is How Whole Brain Thinking Can Save the Future. So make sure you check it out. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back and wrap things up. You're listening to Jason and JV on Beyond Reality Radio. We'll be back after this. You know, when you listen to this program, you hear many interesting guests who discuss many interesting topics. Most of those guests have books, movies, or other work that support their ideas. And we've made it very easy for you to find that work. Just go to Amazon.com slash shop slash JVJTaps. Not only will you find the books and other work of our guests, but you'll help support this program at the same time. Again, it's Amazon.com slash shop slash JVJTaps. You'll also see links in the description of this episode that you can click on. We can only scratch the surface of many of these topics, and the real knowledge is what you'll find in the pages or frames of our guests' efforts. So click the link and browse, and hey, thanks for listening. Are you tired of the costly charges of embalming a loved one? Does the hassle of meeting with the mortician interfere with your play on the back nine? Have you ever thought... There's got to be a cheaper way. Crack Poker's Pets. 
Save money and do it on your own time with the Crapco Home Embalming Kit. The Crapco Home Embalming Kit. The Crapco Home Embalming Kit consists of all the key instruments needed to start embalming at home today. The Hydro Aspirator. Nasal Aspirator. Cavity Chemical Injector. Operating Scissors. Super Drain Tube. Suture Needle Set. And more. The Crapco Home Embalming Kit. Don't let Aunt Ethel's passing make you pass up a trip to the mall. Why let Uncle Dave's stroke interfere with your backstroke? Use the Crapco Home Embalming Kit to start a small business for the wife. And what better way to show that lover you care than to embalm them yourself with the Crapco Home Embalming Kit. <laughs> Our goal at Crapco is to save you money. The Crapco Home Embalming Kit. It may not be right. It may not be ethical. Hell, it may not even be legal. But with the Crapco Home Embalming Kit, you'll save on the way to the grave. Crapco, helping out the living so you can afford to die. Crapco highly recommends that you clean all home embalming kit tools before using them for cooking. Crapco presents. Ever wish your wishes could come true? Well, now they can with the Wish It HD. Crapco's Wish It HD. I was in the ER and had my eye on this hot nurse and scrubs. Glad I had my Wish It HD along for the ride. Hey there, big boy. Time for a sponge bath. Now I'm getting scrubbed. Thank you, Wish It HD. Crapco's Wish It HD. The Wish It HD uses the latest in new technology to harness the power of the ethereal planes and grant your wish, not just in normal D, but in the latest high-quality HD. I needed money and fast, so I just used my Wish It HD. Here's your 337 and Chase. Thanks for reading the burger down. Thank you, Wish It HD. Crapco's Wish It HD. The Crapco Wish It HD, guaranteed to grant your wish in stunning HD. Another amazing product by Crapco. The Crapco Wish It HD is not guaranteed to grant any wish. Well, thank you to James Olson for joining us on the program. It's a topic that could probably use another couple hours of explanation because it's pretty complicated. But uh, check out his books. Uh, check out his website. It's all good stuff. And thank you to Crapco. Great sponsors. Great products. Just great wonderful company. Always coming up with uh, just cutting edge stuff. So that's going to pretty much do it for us. And we'll catch you all next week. It's Jason and JV, Beyond Reality Radio. We'll talk to you soon. Beyond Reality Paranormal is hosted by J.V. Johnson and produced by Orion Palmer and Slick Eddie Edwards. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please consider supporting the program either through your podcast platform, click on the link in the description, or on Patreon at Joha Productions. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Paranormal or you have a recommendation for a guest, contact our producer, Slick Eddie Edwards. Eddie is spelled with a Y at slickeddieedwards at gmail.com.